When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Nation, we got we got we, we got the same the same your regulars here, Shannon and Tony. I'm I'm Kevin Tate filling in for bad today, but this is still the Hangover, my favorite show on the on the SCN network. I'm just happy to be here with, with Shannon and Tony, and we're going to talk some football. How you guys doing today? I'm splendid, okay. Kevin, and thanks for being on the show and and, and quarterbacking today. Like I said, man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Shannon, you good, man? I'm doing great, and uh, just a pleasure to have Kevin Tate the Great. Uh, <laughs> the living legend. The man, the myth, the legend. I'm just glad to be on here with you today, buddy. Hey, I'm glad to be with you, man. This this is your house. I'm visiting. And my, <laughs> and my, and my wife would say otherwise <laughs> about all that Kevin Tate the Great. <laughs> but, hey, guys, so, you know, this is – the title of the show today is the NFL's March Madness is underway. So, I mean, this is that time of year. We, we just coming out the combine. There's draft talk everywhere. There's the free agency. I mean, the, the, the franchise tag ends tomorrow. Talk, we're going to talk a little about Lamar Jackson. We think the Ravens will do since they're our division and free agency starts a week from Wednesday week from yeah. Wednesday, mm -hmm. the 15th. So, man, we could go all kind of directions, but I think everybody wants to talk about and get you guys' perspective on the uh, the combine. So just jump in there and tell me what you thought. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I Personally, I wasn't 
I mean, it was, it was a lot of impressive players, but like Shannon and I were talking backstage, like it's 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 the underwear Olympics. It's not you know you can't you can't really go off that. You you can you can take away some of the measurables. You can take away explosiveness and speed and that stuff, but all that stuff doesn't always correlate to how good a football player someone is. What do you guys think? Well, I, I agree. I agree. I I don't get into combos. Other people do. But uh, I know that I, I know that it, as much as we like to say it doesn't matter, it seems to matter as far as your draft stock more than more than uh, it should. And I thought, you know, some players uh, put themselves on the map, uh, like the, the, the kid from Pitt, Clancy, with that crazy 40 Tommy is there's your draft stock fell and it probably it, it's probably not fair that it did. Uh, but those, those are my thoughts is that, I don't think it's is necessary uh, to go on, uh, but it's going to affect a lot of these guys. Right. Yeah, I love the combine. You know, it's funny. Me and Tony last week had dueling combine articles of the same morning, and and you know, point counterpoint. Uh, I, I do. I admit it. I love the combine. Because I look at it as a confirmation tool. That's where the value is. You watch these guys. If what you see in the drills matches what you see on tape, that helps confirm what you're seeing. Uh, But I look for things, body language. I look for competitiveness, a willingness to, you know, how do they handle when they drop a pass or they miss a throw? You know, do they get a bad negative body language that they kind of go into a shell. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on these guys. Uh, the combine is where you're going to get your most accurate physical measurements and dimensions because how many guys go in six foot on their college uh, program and they measure them in their five ten at the combine. Right. So to get legitimate measurements, that all teams can count on. You need the combat. Um, you get everybody's on the same track. So these some people's home when they do the pro days, their tracks faster than let's say it is at the combat. So one guy might you know look a little bit faster, and he's really not. Uh, he might be a little more explosive uh, versus official timing versus hand time. So. I think there's a lot of value to the combine and a lot of guys really rose in my opinion that are making me take a second look at them and other guys are not. I think a lot of the guys stepped back. So it, it uh, I think we learned a lot over this past week. No, I would, I would agree with you, Shannon. I think the combine is, is hugely important. I mean, and not as important as, Somebody, somebody running, running a, a a four, a four three five forty versus somebody running a four four forty. There's that. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but that's not really a huge difference. I think you know, like like you said, the the uh the character the character test that it shows at the combine. You get the coaches and staffs get to get be in meetings with these guys, and I know uh the Steelers D line coach um. What's his name? Help me out. Dunbar. Dunbar. Carl Dunbar. He was uh, running the drills for the defensive mm-hmm. linemen. 
and we got and we got the coach that that runs the 40, 40 every year. Dorset. Okay, yeah, and you know, so so we have a lot of guys that get a lot of up close looks at look look at looks at these prospects on the field looks. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of the coaching staffs are there, and you know, in the stands looking and on looking, but we have a few guys that are actually hands on with these prospects. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's huge too. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, it was exciting uh, to see guys that, like, I was not that familiar with Sidney Brown, uh, the safety Illinois, out of Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, his, yeah, I was not his that. Brother. Uh, yeah, his brother's a really good running back, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wasn't really that uh, familiar with him. Uh, I'd heard some people talking about him, so I'd planned on taking a look at him. But, again, I do a lot of my stuff after the combine because, you know, guys will flash. And that piques my interest because, you know, we've got uh, Andrew Wilbar, Jeremy Betts, these guys, the you know, the draft fix. And Andrew done a great job of his coverage there all week during the combine. And so, you know, I rely on them guys to tell me who I had to be paying attention to. Right. But and for and a and guy I, like Sidney Brown, you know, he really improved his draft stock uh, because they, he interviews great. He's a high-quality young man. He's solid built, compact, and more explosive than anybody thought. So, you know, that that's going to – because some of his pre-draft stuff wasn't getting acknowledged. Uh, right. You know, he, was, he had some – some of the scouts were saying he's a little stiff, struggles to stay, you know, with smaller speed guys out of the slot or, you know, certain tight ends. Uh, so he showed he has athleticism to do it. So it was a very uh, exciting combine. Yeah, no, I, I I I certainly agree, um, and 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 Sidney Brown, I don't he he may have made one of the all Big Ten teams as a safety. I don't think first team, but he may have made second team. I, don't I think remember. he made first team. First team, okay, okay. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, I um keep up with with with, with Big Ten football. Being an Ohio State guy, you know how that is. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but no. So did did any anybody? Catch you guys' eye in, during the combine. Like, go ahead, Tony. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't really know much about Anthony Richardson, even though the Steelers aren't aren't in market for a quarterback this year. I didn't know about him uh, prior to this draft, other than he played for Florida. It was such a huge prospect. Now, apparently, he had like one of the greatest workouts ever. Uh, in the history of the combine, he's himself in the, like the top five, and, and there might be three quarterbacks picked in the top five. Like, do you guys think that he's he's uh, gonna gonna get drafted that high now, based on just based on the combine? Because going into the combine, he was maybe top ten, top fifteen. Now they're talking about, about him being like a top five pick. I I see. He, he was he he was a he was a heck of a heck of a five star prospect uh, coming out of coming to high school before he went to Florida. But you know, six four, two forty five, four four forty speed, has a a, a literally a, a cannon for an arm. But uh, I could see him going top five. I don't know. I think top six. I don't. I don't think he get. I don't think he gets past Detroit. I think Detroit would pick number six. Could use him. Still play golf for another year. Because he he needs some seasoning. He needs some refinement. But I definitely think he played himself 
few of our into a definite top ten. But I think I think it's looking looking pretty hot at six with Detroit, in, in my opinion. I personally, the the two biggest, I think people get over excited and and overblow the combine results. Uh, to me, Richardson and Nolan Smith out of Georgia were uh, two guys that are ever on, you know, they're athletic freaks and everybody's drooling over them now, just like they did Willis last year from Liberty. And again, I think Richardson, based on his game film and what I've watched, he's an incredible athlete, but he is going to be so system dependent. He is going to have to go just like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had to go to the right place where somebody was going to build an offense around him. And Baltimore did. And he was the MVP. And he looked unstoppable. But every defensive coordinators adjust. And they adjusted to his strengths and exploited his weaknesses. And he's never been the same. And he hasn't shown that he can <coughs> evolve to that next level. To me, when you watch Richardson, the Ravens should consider drafting Richardson because they've already got an offense built for a quarterback that relies on his athleticism. And Richardson has that in spades. He's bigger than Jackson, presumably durable, more durable. Jackson's already starting to have some nagging injuries. If you're going to invest the whole franchise in him, you got to believe he's going to continue to improve and can win the Super Bowl. So if you pick up Richardson, you have that, you know, franchise Jackson, pick up Richardson, <coughs> excuse me, and then you're prepared for whatever happens in the next two seasons. So I don't think Richardson's a fit everywhere. But you put him in that offense with the Ravens, with that arm he has, he throws the ball way better than Jackson. Um, and he has a more natural throwing motion. Uh, and he can do everything else. You know, it, you can actually let Jackson play this year on a franchise tag. That, to me, sounds like a natural progression. Because there ain't a whole lot of quarterbacks that you could draft to replace Lamar Jackson. And then yeah. Nolan Smith, to me... He was the number one high school recruit. <coughs> Excuse me. He was the number one high school recruit coming out of high school. So we know he's a freak athlete, but he hasn't had the production. So I think people, if they reach for him, they're going to regret it. Right. So the Ravens pick 22nd. I, I think he'll be long going by 22. So if the Ravens wanted Richardson, they'd have to make moves. I mean, well, somebody, somebody yeah. will reach for him, and I think that whoever reaches for him, yeah, he's got a, he's a huge boomer bus guy. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think some of the some of the same things were similar when we talk about Josh Allen when when he was coming out of North Dakota State. You know, his 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 first two years, he was all over the place. But now we 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 put him in the top five QBs all the time now, pretty regularly. So I'm not saying that Richardson can be that, but if if if, if you're a team and you're bad, and you get and and Detroit 
has the extra pick. This pick is from the Rams, from the from yeah. the Stafford golf trade. And they still have their other, I think, eight, 18 or 19. They still have their other picks. So I don't think they have anything to lose. It could be an insurance policy, get golf off the books, paying, paying them, what, $35 million a year, something like that. Get him under the rookie contract and load up and see what he can do and try and go for it. At the very least, you just wasted the the pick that you got from the Rams. And you just, you just, you know, you just get out there and try and draft another quarterback or sign somebody in free agency or bring golf back. You know, I don't know, but I, I, I can see both sides of the coin with that one. I don't know if you've seen a Levis throw from Kentucky. I mean, the guy's got, he throws a great fastball. He throws a laser. And he throws a, a great dark. fastball. Yeah. But I don't think he has any. I'm sorry, you don't think he has what? Speed We're going to use okay. a baseball reference. If all you're throwing haters, they're going to catch up with you. Yeah. And I don't see he, him layering any throws. <laughs> I don't see Levis or Richardson going through progressions. I don't think they uh, – they could throw a great 65-yard pass, a deep ball, but I don't see the other intricacies of the game, the progressions and the reads and the anticipation. Those are things you got to have in the NFL level. And Lewis did not excite me either. Honestly, C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, is head and shoulders above every other quarterback in this class. And then you got Young, and he's just tiny, dude. Tiny. I mean, there's quarterbacks bigger than him. Right. Uh, I, I, what do you I think mean, of him not, not... – I just couldn't invest that. What do you think of his pick. decision not to work out? I, I just always think, like, what are you scared of? I mean, what are you hiding? Yeah. I mean, I understand some positions guys are in danger of maybe hurting themselves. Like that poor young man, Voorhees, you know, blew his ACL. And that's terrible to see. Voorhees, but a quarterback, he, he, what, why do you not want to show your arm up against the competition? Yeah. Um, you know, it's what it's, 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 it's the it's, – it's, it's, it's the – culture now right i mean so it's what's what's what these these young guys do i mean we got we got in different sports we got low management we got guys checking out not playing the bowl game anymore which i understand i understand why but you know i mean you think at some point like one one of the uh, things you mentioned earlier sham you talking about what you look for you think the competitive fire in some of these guys will have you go out there and want to do some of these things to well, put Here's the thing, if you put Young in them drills, throwing in between Richardson and Levis and Shroud, um, not only is he going to look tiny, he's going to look like junior high standing next <laughs> to high school kids. Right. So if you do it at your pro day, when everything's scripted, he's going to look a whole lot better. Right. He's so, gonna... I mean, I don't blame him, but if, if I was a coach, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could be in for Zach Wilson all over again, right? Yep, yep. What, 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 what other thoughts you got, Tony? You got any thoughts about the quarterbacks? Well, uh, yeah, I was just intrigued by Richardson and what you guys thought of him because I really hadn't, you know, with with the Steelers again with them off the market this this off season, you know, after picking Kenny Pickett last year, I really hadn't paid much attention to the quarterbacks, but but. That guy really caught my eye and 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 performance he turned in, but 
Another guy, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on him, and it, se- it seems like he's scaring some Steeler fans because he's from Maryland. Is this a uh, cornerback from from, uh, what, the, from the, name? Deontay Banks? Deontay Banks. Yeah. He apparently turned in a great workout. Yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, he, he, he did. A, 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 yeah. He turned in, and now he's putting himself on the radar. I mean, you know, people keep talking about Joey Porter, but uh, this might be somebody that, that is suddenly linked to them. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, I, I I like I like Banks. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to him during this Maryland season, but uh, I, I knew about him. But now, since since you know, it's it's it's, it's scouting time, it's combine combine time, it's draft time. I've looked at him, six two, two oh five, ran a four three five forty. I think he's very he's very physical at the line. He kind of. He yeah. kind of is, is similar to Porter. I, I think Porter still goes first. I mean, if it's me, I like him, but I don't know that I'd take him before 32 if it's me. What do you think, Shannon? I was on mute, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, to me, that's one of the guys that impressed me most of all the defensive backs. The reason why is I watched some of his tape, and they, they played. He went up against some top-notch guys, and you watched him compete. And he hung when he was in man coverage. He hung with all of them, and so I didn't. I didn't. You know, you watch him play on the fields, one thing, but it's hard to focus on you know their body language and everything while the game's going on. Why watching him in drills and how he he approached each drill. That dude's an alpha. I mean, he is ultra competitive. He wanted to, he went full tilt on every drill. He wanted to show everybody. I mean, to me, Gonzalez uh, was the most fluid of all the athletes at cornerback. And I think that. Agreed, that, agreed. I think that he is the class of that cornerback class, in my opinion. But I think that, that Banks jumped over. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Cam Smith, uh, Witherspoon didn't work out, so we don't know. Uh, but to me, the biggest riser at cornerback was Banks, and I would consider taking him at seventeen. Ooh, okay. So what you did? What you what you think about what you think about Brents? You don't think Brents did himself any in any, any good justice? I had Brents high second round, and that didn't change. Didn't change. I, I think okay. he's still a quality guy, and if the Steelers get him, I mean, I think they'd be getting a really talented player. But I like I just like I said, I look for certain things that shows the psyche and the personality of these guys. And you know, when they finish their run, you see guys that are disappointed, and you know, you that you can read their face. You know what I'm saying? It, the cameras get up so close at the combine and every little thing. You're and talking you about, get, you catch you get, glimpses of them talking <coughs> to the other uh, participants. And and he was just so confident. And he carried himself a certain way. Do you remember Devin White? When it was him and Bush, yeah, they were yeah, yeah, meeting yeah. in that combine. The way White walked around, that dude was the alpha. Everybody followed him like he was the Pied Piper. Hmm. He wanted to be first at all the – you know what I mean? Uh, he – that's what Banks reminded me of. 
Okay. Okay, I can I can see that. And I and, and, and I like banks. I just think I I think for 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 reasons included with included with football all grouped together, that if Joey Porter is there at 17, he could potentially be the pick. Um I don't I if if Porter, Gonzalez, and uh from Illinois, Witherspoon. If 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 they're all going, I mean, through those three are going to 17. Do the Steelers still take a, force themselves to take a corner, kind of like the the Artie Burns thing, thing years ago? I mean, it's, it seems like it's so many good players that they wouldn't have to do that. No, I don't think that you would have to force yourself. Yeah, I think Banks is well worth. Okay. Uh, you know, if, if again, we'll have to look at the pro day. They're going to have to do their background work, you know, all this stuff. But I see him as a great fit and great potential. And if they end up bringing back Cam Sutton, then you would have your future cornerback one that you wouldn't have to rush into that position. Uh, you know, Banks has it all. Right. Uh, if, he, if they think he has the right mental makeup, then I don't think that would be a stretch. But again, there's going to be some really good players at that spot. I'm just saying he's a potential. Potential, okay. Yeah. See, I, 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 I had him, I had him mid to late second, but the combine moved him up to to late first, and that's why I say if I'm the Steelers, I'm thinking 32. But I, I understand your reasoning and and all your all your critique on 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 why you say he could be a fit at 17. But uh. Moving on, so let's talk about uh, the the uh, franchise tags and 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 Lamar Jackson. I think Baltimore has till tomorrow morning to either use the exclusive or the regular franchise tag. And what do you guys think is going to happen? I mean, they're going to franchise tag in one way or the other. It's basically to me, it's like the the Ravens. It looks like Baltimore is going to hit Lamar with go see what you're worth in the open market, and we, we have the right to match it. I think I think that's how they're going to dictate what they do give them or they don't give them. Because if they don't give it to them, assuming they use the exclusive franchise tag, somebody offers some more than what they want to pay, then they get two first-round picks from that team. What do you guys think? It, 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 if Lamar left, it certainly would weaken our division – Agreed. We all agree on that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and the thing about, I saw this on Twitter before, before the show, but uh, Derek Carr agreed to a, this huge deal with the, uh, with the saints, like for like four years, like 70 million guaranteed of oh. signing. So, I mean, that throws the, the Mark Jackson market uh, into a, into further debate, right? I mean, he's going to want because he's and who do you want? Who do you think is a better player, Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr? Oh, well, clearly Lamar Jackson's a better player, so he's going to want more money, even more money uh, on this deal. So the Ravens, right, I have to, I have to franchise tag him in, at least for this year. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to agree this year. Right. Well, what, what do you think, Shannon? I think that Lamar Jackson, as I said, is a great athlete. I think he's a good guy. I think he is 
more valuable for Baltimore than any other franchise. Um, as there's a handful of teams that he could go to and play for. He is not a C, a system fit everywhere. Um, a team like Atlanta, you'll hear mentioned a lot, that I think is built that they could really utilize him. But I don't. I'm not really concerned about Lamar Jackson if he stays in Baltimore and signs a long term contract, and they got to pay him the big bucks. It's going to weaken them being able to fill holes. I'm perfectly fine with him staying in Baltimore. But I'm yeah. saying if I was the Ravens, I would get why there is a quarterback on the market right now that you could conceivably replace him with. I would, you know, definitely look at Richardson uh, and have me a, some insurance and a backup plan B if they have to franchise him and they can't reach an extension. Because as far as I know, Lamar Jackson's his own agent. Yeah. And he's he's as cool as the bottom side of the pillow. That dude doesn't stress money. He's fine. He, right. you know, most guys are just all about me and me. I gotta get more and all that. Not Jackson. He just wants to go out and play, have a good time, be happy. He's right. all about he's all about his team, his teammates. He wants to win, but he ain't worried about that dollar. Except with him, I think it's more about respect. I think he wants to feel like I that, agree with you. He wants to feel like they respect him and they pay him in line with what a former MVP quarterback should be paid. And now the Ravens, because of these injuries, and they made some bad decisions personnel wise and haven't been able to put a winning team around him. Now they're starting to say, Can we win with him? And they're a little leery to give him that big money. So while this stillmate's going on, it's good for the Steelers. Right. I know. I agree. And and Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's he we win seventy five percent of his games. I mean, mm-hmm. when when he's not on the field, they're 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 way more apt to lose than they are win. So, but no, but he he he's never really like you said. He's never really wor- worried me as a Steelers fan. I think we're, I think we're. Three and two against him. We have a, we have a winning record against him. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't played a whole. He was because he's always yeah, hurt. They, yeah, they do pretty well. Yeah, we do well against him. But uh, can I, can I go, ahead? go ahead, Tony. Well, I mean, we 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 saw a couple of years ago, last season anyway, with with uh, what, what Deshaun Watson got, and and we just saw what, with Derek Carr's getting out and. and it's the suppose the uh the reported deal with the Saints. Daniel Jones wants like forty some million a year. Apparently, well, Lamar wants. Uh, do we get where the 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 bubble burst with these quarterbacks with these contracts? I mean, it seems it seems unlikely right now because you know the whole like Brad might lose with him, but you never win without me. Uh, but does it get to a certain point where they're they're going to be commanding too much money uh to build a team around them you know i mean the, the, like it's popular now uh for for teams to try to win on the rookie contract and then you know take it from you know then you have to try to be creative once you sign a guy to a to a big deal but to get to a point where you're like well we, we're not even going to bother trying to sign you to a, a big deal because it's just it's just too much money now well, I think I think we can all agree that 
the Browns stressed and ruined the market. They by doing that, they did that. Yeah. You know, and that, that and that's that that's what had that's what had Kyler Murray in a tizzy when he was trying to get his money. Uh Lamar Jackson now won't sign. I actually think the uh Derek Carr deal is kind of fair. He got four years, 150. What's that about 36, 37 million a year? Mm-hmm. Thereabouts, 37, 38. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's what I think that's fair. And right. Daniel Jones needs to come line. in. <laughs> yeah, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones needs to come in beneath that. But these these guys with with these absorbent contracts, Dak right. Prescott, and these guys like that, but they get it just because they're next up. I mean, they're good quarterbacks, but they're not they're not force right. force multipliers. They're mm-hmm. they're they're not making teammates better. If 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 I'm paying you forty five million dollars, Dak Prescott, then you need to make everybody in the field that you your skill players better. I shouldn't have to go pay. Amari Cooper, $18 million, or pay, you know, whoever else they have to pay because Zach, Dak needs pieces around him. He needs to make the pieces around him better. But that's that's my take on the quarterback. The Browns mess it up for everybody like they do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, thoughts? Oh, I, I totally agree. Uh, they reset the market. Uh I don't know if you remember, the Yankees had Alex Rodriguez. And everybody was talking about the Dodgers going to make a run at him and everybody was going to make a run at him. And before the uh, Yankees even let anybody offer him, they give him a record contract and reset the market and they competed against themselves. Right. And, it, and it it just, you know, there's no salary camp in baseball. Yeah, baseball. Like it pissed everybody off. Well, imagine doing that. In a league mm-hmm. where there is a salary cap, and the Cleveland Browns did it, and again, the only way they could get a franchise quarterback to come to the mistake by the lake was to give them a complete, fully guaranteed, ridiculous contract. And the rest of the NFL says thank you. Yeah, he he, he Deshaun Watson was not going to get that. Nope. Get that contract. Cleveland came in at the twelfth hour. Uh, Jimmy Haslam and 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 Barry, the, the GM, at the 12th hour, they come in and say, hey, we'll give you this fully guaranteed. And so they were just trying to basically buy him. Mm-hmm. De- Deshaun Watts was on the plane to either Carolina or Atlanta at the time. Yeah. And Cleveland got him back in the building, said we'll do this, and it just – ever since then, it, it's been going up, 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 up. Yeah. So, yeah, so – Free agency starts the 15th. What do you guys think the Steelers doing free agency with their own and who you think they might try and bring in? But before we get in that, let's take a quick break. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to be 10 second pause. We'll be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We're back here on the hangover with Shannon White and Tony Devio. I'm Kevin Tate uh, from the Homie Podcast, filling in for Brian Anthony Davis today, the Homie Bad. But uh, right before we went to break, we are great getting into free agency. And I, I was asking Shannon and Tony what they think the Steelers might do with their current free agents. And you don't have to go name everybody or pick just just ones you think they'll resign and try and keep. And then who you who you think is a is a free agent from outside the organization they might try and bring in. 
Well, as far as their, their own uh, free agents, I'd like to see them keep Cam Sutton. Isn't he signed a deal that's $14 million a year? Isn't that like the projected deal he's supposed to? I mean, that, to, be, to me, that'd be like paying Shea Townsend $14 million a year. Imagine that. I mean, he was a valuable player uh, for them, but he was basically Cam, Sut- Cam Sutton back then. So now, I mean, you, you, you know, last year they had more money no more con has to be once again has to be created with the cap because i think they're still over they're not compliant yet so uh, it's gonna be hard to sign him then you have edmonds who's i think more valuable than than sutton and you know he's gonna want to get paid uh so thinking maybe they can sign somebody like larry ogajobi at a a decent deal if he wants to stay here okay and cam sutton is is that the number they're talking about 14 million Wow, that's what, that's what I, I thought I saw a few weeks ago. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not questioning you. I'm just questioning the 14 million. <laughs> I mean, I, if 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 if, if yeah, I'm yeah, the Steelers, I'm 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 looking at giving Cam Sutton three years, 33 million, 22 fully guaranteed. See, I'll put that on the table. See what he would have to say about that. That seems fair to me. But Shannon, what do you think about these free agents and stuff we're talking about? Well, I agree with you and Tony both. I was thinking uh, around 11 uh, a year for Cam Sutton. Again, so the three years, 33, sounds right in line for a high-end cornerback, too, because that's what he is. And and he also has the most value for the Steelers because I think this will be another guy, if he leaves, another team's going to get him and not realize How important was for him in the fit here in Pittsburgh? It's the only scheme he's ever known. And he is very intelligent, and he's able to make up for some athletic limitations because he's so intelligent and smart and instinctual. So I would like to have him back at the right price uh, and, and, you know, again, try to draft you a a future quarterback one. Uh, You'd like to bring Larry O back. At a, at a reasonable price. Um, but again, Terrell Edmonds is my main focus uh, because of his connection with Mickey Fitzpatrick. Uh, now, my money, and I would rather my number one splurge in free agency is a starting upgrade in inside linebacker. I've said it, and I'll keep saying it. Uh, I like Jermaine Pratt. I like David Long. Uh, I think Tremaine Edmonds because he's a little younger than the rest. I like and, the well, 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 not not to, not to interrupt you. Just I just want to put yeah. this guy, uh, a linebacker in there to see what you think about him. Um, Al Z's from from the Forty Niners. Um, I really haven't even thought about him to be honest. Yeah, he's a free agent. I like him. I like him. I think I think yeah. he he but probably somebody, comes. I, what I want to see happen there is I want to see them uh, get a true upgrade because we, we keep getting guys just past their best by date. Right. Now Kendricks got released by the Vikings, and now everybody's like, oh, we got to get Kendricks. Last year it was Miles Jackson. The year before that it was <laughs> Joe Server. I don't want that. I, all these – there's seven guys right now at around 26 years old in their prime entering free agency. I want one of them guys. I'm going to throw something out there that'll freak people out. But Devin White 
was on Instagram today saying, you know, he's entering the last year of his rookie deal, and he's talking about he, you know, that they might try to move him. And he's giving that impression. If Tampa Bay would listen to offers, I'd be calling him right now and saying, You want the 32nd pick? And I would trade in a heartbeat <laughs> for Devin White. Devin White is better than anybody in this draft class, and he's better than any of these other free agents this year. And there's some good ones. I'd take a 25-year-old guy, I'd put him on that Steelers defense, and I wouldn't worry about the inside linebacker for a long time. So 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 once you do that, you're committing to pain in there, right? So if you trade for him, you're going to pain. Yeah, well, you're going to – if you get – what, the, the cheapest guy they're going to get – it is going to be at least fourteen to eighteen million. Any of these top seven uh, wow, inside think, linebackers think, that think, I'm talking about is going to think, be up there. I think I agree with Edmonds. Cost that much? You think Pratt cost that much? Oh, I think Pratt's a great player. I mean, to me, if you look at his coverage grades, uh-huh. he was second and third in about every coverage grade at inside linebacker. So when you think of Pratt, I always think of he's physical. You know, he's knocking guys loose from the ball. He separates bodies. But he's actually a lot better in coverage than people realize. Right. Jerry Cherry Bear now, says, White would pick Dream I on. Guys, I would love it too. What do you say, yeah. Tony? Any of these free agents. Here was in his prime because that's that's what they've been looking for. That's what they've been looking for. They've been looking for for somebody to be Shay's ear. That's what they hoped Devin Bush would be, and obviously that didn't. That's not happened, and it's not going to happen. It looks like so. That's the that's the thing. I mean, you know, as Shannon said, you know, they brought Miles Jack in, hoping to get the Miles Jack from what 2017, and basically they got they got Vince Williams, a solid player, but he's not dynamic. Mm-hmm anymore he's just a solid he needs they need somebody to play along that vince williams type right. guy an inside linebacker and they haven't been able to find that you know uh, they brought mark Barron in a few years ago hoping he would be that guy and he wasn't who was the guy they brought in a year before that that played for the bears they, tra- they kept getting mashed up Joe against Bostick. that chargers receiver yeah. that one Sunday night game yeah yeah Joe, yeah bostick yeah so I mean, that's the thing these free agents if you're going to invest that kind of money in these guys are they the true upgrade or like Shannon said, are they past that? Even though they're still in their prime theoretically, you know, guys like that are so valuable. Why are these teams not hanging up? That's my question because if you can get no. a Devin White and 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 lock him up, I'd be all for it. But if 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 uh, you can't those commodity, are these other guys are they are they going to come in here and be that finally be that that piece that they're that they're missing in, in the middle of that defense? Yeah. One, one exception, and this is just my thought, what I like, potentially, I, don't, I doubt that it happens. The Steelers bring in Bobby Wagner, second team All-Pro last year, still playing at a high level. But let, let, let me tell you why. Drafting <laughs> linebacker, drafting linebacker, <laughs> along with Mark Robinson, then you got then you got, you got got Bobby Wagner and Miles Jack <laughs> groom, grooming the next two linebackers, le- learning from some, some really good veteran players. I just I I just like that blueprint right there. Not saying it'll happen. I, I, I like that. Like I said, Bobby Wagner was second team all pro last year. Like what six sacks, three or four interceptions. He played crazy good ball last year. 
it ain't it ain't nothing against Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is a heck of a player. Right. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the class inside linebackers of his era. I mean, he, he you know, uh, the guy's got Hall of Fame numbers. But what I'm saying is, this Steelers defense, the offense is done. They're rebuilding. The offense is young. The defense isn't. The defense has Cam Hayward. The defense has you know uh, Watt is experienced. He's 28. Hopefully he don't have the injury problems as JJ had. Uh, but I wanted to see a guy that could grow with this team. And these guys that are 26, the guys I'm talking about, they've got experience all in at least five years. Uh, they can come in, break some experience, but also have some longevity with the team. And and that's just the way I'm looking at it. I want I want to see these guys. It's good to have a veteran here and there. But Cam Hayward is not going to be around forever. No. And so this year they – the problem is, guys, I don't know if y'all paid attention. The defensive line it did not impress me at the combine. Who impressed you at the combine? Uh, I thought the kid, the big nose tackle from Florida, did well, did himself well. From Florida. Ger- Ger- Gervin, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I thought he did well. But what, um, you say maybe a third-round pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, I mean, I'm not seeing any guys, uh, you know, like a Stephon Tuitt or a Cam Hayward. or They got to get some some quality and some beef back on in the trenches. And on that defensive line, uh, we've talked about getting a mid-tier free agent who's a space eater. Get some size on that interior. And uh, – you know, bring back Larry Ogajobi and hope you have a stronger class of defensive line next year. Because I keep seeing uh, Breezy thrown out there from Clemson. I- I'm sorry, he didn't impress me. He moved. I, I, I don't I, think I, his tape's impressive. I like I, I like Brian Breezy, but then you know I thought I thought he did his drills where well, but we're talking about the combine. But I think what we're talking about with a guy like that, we're talking about pedigree. Pedigree. He was the best high school player in the nation. Went to Clemson, had some some injuries, some troubles, but but we know, but we know that talent and pedigree is there. So I kind of like him. If, if he was there at 17, I wouldn't be mad at that pick. Oh, I would I wouldn't touch him in the first round. But again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Right. Well, but what do you think of something... Go ahead, Tony? Oh, I'm sure there, there's a delay. Uh, what do you think about you know, from Pitt? I mean, there's somebody who, who put on the mat last the last big I looked at. He was like, you know, which surprised me. And they're t- comparing him now to Aaron Donald because of his size and and his athleticism. He ran like a the, the best four, uh, plus guy in like 20 years. So I mean, there, there's somebody who's probably not even going to make it to seven. And and and, and he really put himself on. Think of him. Kalijah Cansey from Pitt. Um, I th- I think he's really good. I don't think he's a stealer. I don't think he's a stealer yeah. fit though. He's too he's too small to play the five technique. No, so, he's a four three. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's a, he's a four three. Four three D tackle. Yeah, not not. He can't get over the nose, and he can't. 
He can't take on two guys on, so, on the end in the three four. But he's he's a great player. So he probably he's probably not a first round pick. He's just, he's just not a yeah. Right, oh, no, yeah, first right. round pick. He's first but, round pick. Yeah, but not for a three four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, 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 okay. that's all that is. But uh, okay, so continue on with this. Got two more things real quick. So each of you guys. If 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 everything went your way, and you, and you got who who you wanted, and you got be realistic at at seventeen thirty two, like you're not finna get Will Anderson at seventeen, so don't say Will Anderson. <laughs> but <laughs> pick <laughs> pick who you think the Steelers could get that you'd like to see him get at seventeen thirty two and forty nine. Each of you. Well, I think. I think defense is, is is has to be their prime uh, focus in this draft. A lot of pain. and just Joey Porter, <laughs> Joey Porter, the first pick at seventeen. You know, it, it just it, it seems it feels like Najee Harris. It feels like Kenny Pickett, that kind of thing. It feels like it feels like it's going to be Joey Porter. Uh, you know, he, at the combine he didn't do much to this draft, so he didn't do anything to to, to improve it, but. It seemed like he's he's destined to go in the first, and that's where they're going to picking. So it, it feels like Joey Porter at seven. Okay, well, Shannon, you're your seventeenth pick. It, it, you know, again, it's so important to see what happens with free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're... I, but I'm just saying that realistically, um, that's why you know I I love Gonzalez, um. I think that the Steelers have needed uh, a top corner for so long. And I think that he's about as can't miss as you're getting out of this class. Um, But also, like I said, I like Banks. Uh, I'm not as high on Joey Porter uh, Jr. I I mean, I, from watching him and, and, you know, I don't, I see some things. I'm not an expert on quarterbacks by any means, but there's things about him that I see Banks, that alpha personality. I don't see that with Porter, and I'll leave it at that. If one of them top tackles falls, you know, again, there's not too many of them. So I think that you would have to consider that. But I would like to see a top tackle or uh, a guy like Gonzalez or Banks at 17. Okay. And my 17, I'm going I'm going to stick with Tony. I'm I'm a I'm a Joey Porter, Joey Porter guy. I I, I think he brings a level of physicality. I think coach Tomlin has known him since he was in that's big in the Steelers organization, bloodline. I mean, so I think it I think it fits. I think you signed Cam Sutton you get Porter Porter in there and get him learning under Cam and Minka and the, the veterans, hopefully Edmonds, the veterans in that in that secondary group. So pick pick 32 for you, Tony. Who you like at 32 potentially? Well, I mean, I I uh, like Paris Johnson as a left tackle, but he's not gonna be there at 32. There's no way, right? I mean, he's got the that incredible length. He, yeah, he looked. He, he looked really good at the combine too. With the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like. Him. I like him. He's not gonna be there. If you go corner, 
corner, it'd be, you have to pick and choose one of your needs at, at 17. It's not, if, if, if it's corner, then you're not going to get somebody like Johnson. So uh, at 32, I, I was going to, I don't know, afraid to say any of these names because I don't know technique, five, I'm not that not even close when it comes to the defensive line, but I do know they need to shore up that, that D line. You know, Jeffrey Benedict wrote a uh, before even last season talking about how that line's kind of regressed because, you know, you're losing players like uh, Javon Hargrave and, of course, Tewitt retired and Tyson Lewis getting older. And now he's, he's done that long. The D line was a, a strength. And now it's kind of still pretty, but in, we like on his potential, but he's getting older. I think they have to go deep pick. So who, who you take at 32? I, I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with. with oh, you're, so you're just saying a, 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 a D line prospect. Like okay. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shannon, you're, you're, you're number 32 pick. Well, I've, I've talked to great length about some tight end possibilities. Uh, to have a real upgrade at that tight end two position. Um, Daryl Washington is, is, and I was really high on him. And it, there's another guy that he didn't impress me as much as I thought he was going to uh, at the combine. Uh, uh, I can't say his last name. Uh, Koontz. Koontz. Okay. Uh, another guy who's tall, big, who really, you know, his uh, RSA scores were excellent. And he caught the ball really well. This is such a deep class. And seeing how deep of class it is and how good Strange and some of the other guys are as blockers as well, that you could probably get late in the second or early third, that made me rethink that. Uh, So, you know, if all the top tackles were gone, you got uh, Dewan Jones out of Ohio State at 32. I mean, this dude is like Orlando Brown Jr. number two. That's two yeah. That's, that's that the 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 comps are exact. Yeah. The the and height, he, the weight, the he he's he, he's a little more fluid. He did his he did his shuttle drills better than Orlando Brown did, and he ran better too. Yeah, right. And if you get him at that thirty second pick, now I would like to trade for extra picks right there, because you know. But if they keep a 30-second pick, I would like to see him put him at right tackle, and he's just going to be a road grader for you on that right side for years. Okay, yeah, no, I don't I, – I like that. I liked I liked where you're going with Washington, too. I think Washington, that's like that's like his 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 floor mm-hmm. is like in that 32 to 35 range. Yeah. But I think with Washington, you get the best of both worlds. You get Kenny Pickett, another weapon. And you get another guy. It's like an extra tackle. Yeah. You don't. You, you don't need to swing tackle if you got Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. You know. So because did you see? Did you see how he did that sled mm. the other day? Yeah, mm. <laughs> he did it better than any any tight end prospect that that did the blocking drill. Yeah. But I, so I I I, I kind of like where you're going with that. But I like Dewan Jones too. I really like. I really like getting the get, if you go get a left tackle. Don't use the seventeen if it's not one of the top three. Go ahead and fall back at 32. I like Jones better than better than the kid from Oklahoma. Oh, so, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I, I completely, 
Harrison, yeah. yeah. So I completely agree with you there. My 32nd pick would be I'm gonna try and fill that 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 middle linebacker void. And I like I like Drew Sanders. Um Drew Sanders is he was at Alabama for two years. He was he was he was on, on the outside, was an edge rusher. He moved to Arkansas and moved him to off-ball linebacker. So he can kind of be a versatile piece. 6'5, 240. I like the size. I like the the measurables and stuff. So I, I like I, I'm I'm going Drew Sanders with pick 32 for me. Tony, for 49. Well, what position are you taking? You you've taken the corner, you've taken the D lineman. What are you taking at 49? Well, uh, I, I would stick with defense if I were me, but I kind of have a feeling them being them and, and them seeing what the Bengals did a couple of years ago with Jamar Chase and bringing his buddy back from college for uh, – I'm bringing Joe Burrow's buddy from college in. I think they're going to go with Jordan Addison from Pitt at 49. Did they need a receiver necessarily? Maybe not, but I think they're going to go in that, in that direction because I saw what the Bengals did and how – between those two, and I think they're gonna gonna do that with uh, uh, Addison for uh, for uh, uh, Kenny Pickett. Now he didn't he he didn't test well at the combine, from what I understand. But he did he did he 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 did he he ran slower than expected. Kenny Pickett had this thing; he's gonna run like a four three high four two something. He ran a a four mm-hmm. four seven, I think. But uh, if I think I think if you wanted Addison, which I understand that you have, you'd have to get him at thirty. He's not going beneath thirty-two. He won't be there at forty-nine. But I understand what you're saying about you getting think, Kenny Pickett another yeah. weapon. No, no, he he he, he might have played his bottom himself out where he dropped to thirty-two, but he's not going to drop to forty-nine. No. Yeah. Well, well, well. What do you got at forty-nine, yeah. Shannon? Okay. I'll, I'll give you two options. Um, I was really high on Drew Sanders. Um, and I still like him. Uh, he's very raw because, as you say, he's had one year of off ball linebacker. He, you know, he's been come in in Alabama as an edge, so he's raw. He's got a lot of potential. But you know, I told you I look for intangibles at the combine, and one guy stood out to me. And everybody knows how I am about my linebackers, but I like me. Oh, Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Jack Campbell, baby. <laughs> Listen, the guy's explosive, great vertical, great broad jump. Uh, always drills. He is you know, three cone, everything. He, he run a four seven. It don't matter. The guy has got instincts. He's got a great first step. He plays a full step faster than everybody else. And when he gets there at six, five and two forty eight. He wipes out bodies. The Steelers haven't had that. If you get the right free agent and you draft that kid and then you got a a developmental guy like Mark Robinson uh, and re-sign Robert Spillane to have some experience and then I won't worry about the middle linebacker position anymore. And I am, I would, I would really like to see Jack Campbell there. Uh, I'm afraid that he'll go earlier, and I don't know if they want him at 32. But the other name uh, is you want a, a meat eater and a, and a guy on the interior of that D-line is Maisie Smith out of Michigan. Mm. I think at 49, he'd be a great value. He'd fill a big need. 
And I think he hasn't hit his potential yet. I think his, his ceiling's higher than we realize right now. Uh, he was on a good D at Michigan. So <coughs> I, I think that he would be another option at 49. Yeah, that's that, – I mean, I, I completely agree with you, man. That, that's that's kind, kind of where I'm at. And, but, I mean, I get – if it's me, my last pick at 49, the kid – and similar, we need big bodies. We need – he's not – He's not like 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 Maisie Smith. That guy is like the strongest guy in the whole the whole combine. But uh I go with uh Keon Keon White from Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. The you know the edge the edge, mm. but he's he's like 6'6, 280 and fluid. So you know, I think that's just another piece. You you pair him up with 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 Leal, and you you know, you got those guys move those guys around. I think you you know, you 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 you're cooking with good hot fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I kind I kind of like that. So okay, last thing before we get out of here, question for you guys. Steelers at the combine every year. Obviously, the brass is there. Omar Khan used to be Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, the coaches. All the prospects, all the players, rave about Mike Tomlin and his staff. They love Mike Tomlin. So my question is, how come so many of us Steelers fans don't appreciate Mike Tomlin? Uh, I don't know. They, they've, they've turned the, uh, the no, no losing season thing into, uh, into a bad thing for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's been, what, 15, 16 years since uh, he's been here. He's basically had the same career that Cowers that people keep going on on about his eight nine playoff record. That was Cowers' playoff record, Super Bowl forty run. So, uh, facts, facts, good the, stuff, Tony. The, the book isn't. Yeah, the the, the 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 book's not like Tomlin. So he went. We saw what he did. Right? I mean, they were going to have. They were supposed to have their first bad season, and they didn't have it. He, you know. People weren't impressed with the fact that they kept beating average teams, even though they kept calling them a below-average team. It didn't make any sense to me. I thought he did one of his best coaching jobs. And um, why why they don't appreciate him, I don't know. But people should know they felt the exact same way about Bill Cowher up until Super Bowl forty. A lot of revisionist history going on with that man. You know, after he won, retired and ascended to heaven, and he's the greatest coach ever. Right. Okay. Any thoughts, Shannon? I think there's um, – it's hard to talk about this because everybody wants to make it things that it isn't. I think that, you know, he's had quite a few years with a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, with some Hall of Fame players, uh, with the best organization in the NFL – and I'm prejudiced. I know that. Uh, you know, I love the Steelers. I mean, I think they're the best. I think the Roonies are the class organization out there. And so I think any coach, you know, you have loyalty, you have job security that other coaches don't have. I mean, I'm shocked Tomlin don't try things, go forever for them because the Roonies ain't firing him. I mean, but he, he still plays conservative because, you know, that's who he is. But I don't think a lot of people questioned Tomlin, the coach. 
Tom was a great man. He's a great motivator. He's a great individual. Uh, I think that, you know, when you're talking about people call him a cheerleader, well, Tomlin isn't so much an X and O's coach, but he showed a willingness to be more creative this year that helped them have a winning season that I didn't think was possible with that early going. But he did, you know, he, he moved back and showed some flexibility. Something he's going to have to have with his first real rebuilding job. This is his first real rebuilding job. And, you know, he stopped using the bell cow running back and he started using Warren. And, he, you know, they did some defensive fronts they hadn't done ever under his tenure. So he allowed other people to have input. You know, I, I think the, the criticism of Tomlin comes from his assistant coaches because they are his hires. And it looks like that he only hires people that are no threat to him as a head coach. And then he keeps them longer than he should. Now, I cannot justify keeping Matt Canada for another year. Some people do. I'm not going to justify that. And I think that the Steelers will have improvement this year because Pickett, Pickens, Harris, Warren, all these young guys will improve naturally. But their ceiling is going to be capped with Canada's limitations. And I think after this year, they'll let him leave. They won't renew his contract. They didn't have to fire nobody because we know the Roonies don't want to do that. And then we'll get the offensive coordinator that everybody wants. But I think Ken, I think Tomlin is a great coach, but I don't think he's a great guy hiring coordinators and assistants. And so, therefore, I think that's where the criticism comes from because you can't criticize the man because he's a great man and he's great at his job. But part of that job is the people that you hire who work under you. You're responsible for those men. And I think that those men have left something to be desired under his tenure. I I I, I don't I don't disagree. I'll put a I mean he, he doesn't have a, a coaching tree, right? It's around 15, 16 years. Nobody has left his staff and gone to do anything that was one of his original hires. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think he did hire about the insecurity, I don't think he's insecure. I mean, he's had Mike Munchak, Todd Haley, uh, brought in Brian Flores. He's brought guys in that's been head coaches in this league. I don't think he's he's hiding from ideas from other 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 minds in the building. I don't think but that. But why would he have any insecurities when you know the Rooney's, he's the man. The Rooney's are not going to fire him. So what I'm saying is he could bring in Sean Payton, for, for that matter, if they can afford it. I mean, hypothetical. Right. Tomlin has nothing to worry about. I understand he wants to bring in guys he likes and he wants to work with. We all want to do that. But sometimes you got to have somebody come in and like, I think you're wrong, coach. Let's look at yeah. it this way. Yeah, That can be very aggravating, but it also can be rewarding. Right. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't want yes men around. You want somebody yeah. to stand, stand, yeah. stand, look you in the eye and tell you the truth about yep. what, what they think and what's going on. I agree with that. Um, my my take on it real quick is I just think he's a he's a mm, I would have said top five coach, but maybe top seven now. He's he's one of the best coaches in the league. And if the Roonies and the Steelers were to get rid of him, 
tonight, right now at six o'clock, he'd have a job tomorrow. Somebody would be will be making make making changes to get Tomlin into their organization because you know he just the 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 guys just gravitate and they run through brick walls for him. He he's not the X and no guy. He's just a leader of men though, you know. So I wouldn't necessarily call him the best the best coach, but he's one of the best leaders of men that I think mm-hmm. is in the, is in the, in, in the NFL. But guys, so we we got to the end. Going to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody in the live chat. The live chat was popping. We didn't get to get to all your comments because we were just going back and forth so much, but we appreciate it. And I'm looking at it. It's been like 55, 56 people in the live chat, and we only got two likes on the video. Everybody's still here. Like the video. I'm, I'm, I know you're already subscribed to the to the channel. Thank you. But like this video and be sure to check out all the rest of the shows we got going on this week in the audio podcast. Uh, if you didn't get to listen to it today, the Less Ride, the Ride or Die crew, Jeff Hartman's show this morning. I believe we had Andrew Wilbar on there talking combine and draft. Andrew got to see a lot of lot lot of lot of uh, name name people, Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes. Uh, he ran into Andy Wilde, so he got to see a lot of people. Check check that out. It was it was a good episode. And tomorrow the Scobro show and the rest of the week just check everything out, and don't miss Friday night the homie broadcast. That that would be. Me and the other guys, the other homies. But, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to do I'm gonna, I'm gonna do our homie clothes and let Shannon take us home. The homie clothes, what Pay always says, is a rest breath far. Now, Shannon, you take us home hangover style. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.